Hi everyone, it's Wednesday. It's that time of the week that we kind of come together and pray, seek God to be able to cry out to Him together as a group here at Everett Hills. We've had a really difficult few weeks, haven't we? You know, the hearing of our friends coming down with COVID, it's always hard to be able to hear that and you, you hurt for them and you want to make sure that you're praying for them and they, they know that you love them. I want to let you know that uh, Linda and Jim both know that you love them very much. We've also received some sad news today. That Pam Woods have come down with COVID. Now, she's not been to church. Or it's not been church-related. She had been trying to quarantine herself the last few months, and she's been staying at home, so she's not been to the facility in quite some time, but she's come down with COVID as well. So she needs our prayers also. All three of them are not in the hospital, but they are trying to get over this uh sickness and so they would love for you to pray for them you know what i know is that god is for us and he's not against us that we are his children and that he's watching over us and he's watching over them one of my favorite passages of scriptures is psalm 77 because psalm 77 basically is a heartbeat of a person crying out to god for help and in psalm 77 you'll find someone saying i'm going through one of the toughest times of my life and I'm crying out to God, and I'm asking in my heart, God, are you going to be kind and gracious to me again? And then the end of the psalm, the psalmist says, I know how to remember how God loves me. And then he goes through a process of remembering back all the times that God's brought him through difficult times before, and all the times that God has showed him blessings, even in the midst of trials. What happens in life is when we go through trials and situations and tribulations, we forget what God's already brought us through because the trial that we're going through right now is so so hard and it's difficult and you're like wow it's just kind of like when i remember my wife giving birth to my kids you know she would give birth to a child and she's like man i don't know if i could ever do this again i'm just it's been such a hard time and it, the labor was so intense and i don't know if we'll ever have any more children and then a few years later we'd be able to experience it again and 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 she had remembered even though it was difficult even though she couldn't fully grasping the only thing she can remember at that point in time was the pain that you know later on uh, she realized that God could get her through it again and she could find comfort because God brought her through it before he could bring it through bring it bring her through it again and that she could get through it and we could experience another child brought into this world well we as Christians have a great promise we have the Lord on our side and he helps us through difficult times even if we feel like he's not listening here's the truth God is always listening. And so what I want to do tonight is I want to look at Psalm 77 together. I'm going to read it to you. We're going to look at it verse by verse. And then after that, we're going to pray together and pray for the people who needs our prayers. We're going to pray for our nation as it continues to feel the struggles and strifes of the coronavirus, plus just other tensions that's built up through this uh, year. Um, and we ask you to pray for our country that God will see in revival upon our country, awakening that the hearts and minds of people will turn back to God. So look at Psalm 77 together. Here we find that it's a, a psalm that's written out to the Lord, a psalm of crying out, deep heartache, deep despair, asking that tough question, God, are you going to show mercy upon me again? Or another question we say, God, are you going to heal me or not? And then the psalmist then has a resolve where the psalmist begins to think back how God has brought the nation of Israel through a lot of stuff and also the psalmist himself through many things. And so here's what, how the psalms goes. 
I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hands is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. Now, the very first two verses says, I'm crying unto God. I'm begging God. I'm lamenting for the Lord. There's deep despair here. You can see that the, here in verse 2, it says his hands are stretched out. It's this attitude of prayer before God, humbled before God. And he, and he basically said, I am giving you all my heart, Lord. I'm seeking you with all that I have. Lord, I'm crying out to you. And my soul refuses to be comforted. I'm such distress. There's not a moment right now in this crisis that I feel like I'm at peace. Everything around me is in such turmoil that my whole heart, my whole my whole being is always focused on all the conflict that I'm going through or the, all the sickness or the pain or the agony that I'm experiencing. He says, when I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. And so you see the deep distress. He says, when I remember God, I'm just moaning, Lord, help me. Lord, I need you. Lord, I can't do without you. I, I'm groaning before the Lord. This is someone in deep despair. They are hurting. And many times we see in life, and you might be experiencing this now, and you might be listening tonight and hearing this uh, broadcast, and you're, you're in that place. You're in a place of deep despair and moaning. You just want to be healed or comforted or brought out of a difficult time or a relationship restored that's got your heart in trouble. Um, and so there's a lot of things that brings us to this point. It don't have to be sickness. It can be a lot of other things that brings a person to a point where they're just moaning for God, saying, "Lord, I need you. My heart is un, 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 unrest. I'm so in a, in a pit of despair or heartache, or I'm hurting." Now we can tell that this is believers because they're crying out to the right place. They're crying out to the living God. And so for us, when we just pray, we're praying to God. And so this is a, a basically a dialogue between someone who believes in God. And going through a difficult time so it also teaches us that God doesn't always spare us from difficult times we will go through them uh, for the strengthening of our faith for uh, maybe to be able to uh, sympathize with someone later on in life that you can be able to relate to now and tell them tell them that God can get them through that moment of time maybe to point us back to God in some way or, or you, we don't always know God's big tapestry but God is working out good for those that are in Christ Jesus, the Bible says. And so then in verse 4 it says, You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Here's the lament. He says, My eyelids are, I can't sleep at night. I can't go to sleep. My, my mind is racing or I'm so sick I can't sleep. And I'm troubled and I'm troubled to a place I can't even speak anymore. I'm so weak I can't even speak anymore. And then in verse 5, I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. Basically saying, hey, I, I thought about where I was before this time and how it felt. And I, I want to be back at that place. And then verse 7, will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at the end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? And so usually when you're going through a difficult time, what happens is we begin to ask questions. Lord, have you forgotten me? Lord, have I did something wrong to you? Lord, is 
is this the reason why I don't feel your compassion? Uh, are, are you not listening? Are you not there? Listen, despair and heartache and see, disease and difficult times, man, our human nature aches and longs to be comforted and, and made whole again. And so when we go through difficult times, we start asking a lot of incredible questions. And, and these are fair questions. And, and I like how the Bible doesn't, you know, not hide this from us that when people go through difficult times they'll begin to ask a lot of questions they'll be asking lord have i lost your favor lord have you quit loving me and then the psalmist does something very important he says okay i've asked these rhetorical questions is this really true has the lord really forgotten me has the lord really not uh not not want to show his grace upon me again is is the lord going to love me again and the answer he had was, you know, if I just remember back what the Lord had taken me through and what he's done for me in the past, I realize he's still with me right now. And he's not stopped loving me. He's not stopped caring for me. His compassions are always there. And as we say around here, if God is for us, who can be against us? And so in verse 10 through 20, he starts remembering back what God has done for Israel, what God has done for him and who God is. And by doing that, he finds comfort again in his soul, knowing that God will get him through this situation as well. God's not left him nor forsaken him. So verse 10 tells us these words. Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. You control all things, Lord. You're the gracious God. You are the living and the only God. It's basically what the psalmist is saying. Then verse 18. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprint were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. And so what the psalmist did was he began to think back what God did for the people of Israel, who he is and who he still is, that he is the Almighty God over the thunder and the waves and the wind and everything. He has made the stars in heaven. He's made the earth and has actually made you and me. He formed us in, his mo in our mother's womb. And so he remembers all that and he says, Now, and you also led your people. You led your people like a flock. And then when it, that, that little visual is, is a beautiful picture. It's, a, it's a, a pretty analogy of how God wants to love you. He's basically saying, the shepherd takes care of his flock and watches over sheep, not letting wolves or bear or anybody take uh, take his sheep from him. He cares for them and nurtures them and gives them food and watches over them. That's how the Lord watches over us. Even in the midst of crisis, even in the midst of despair, when the only thing we can do is groan and we're up all night long aching, God has not left you nor forsaken you. He is the great shepherd that watches over you and leads you and guides you. That's why in Psalms 23, I want to leave us with this, and then I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm going to give you a quick few announcements. In Psalms 23, 
you know, it's a psalm of the great shepherd, right? And I think for some of you now, you might want to hear this passage of scripture again. Sometimes we read it at funerals, but really it's not really meant for a funeral as much as it meant for living life and that he's guiding you through life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Beloved, I hope that you're having a good night. I'm praying for you. The church is praying for you. So let's pause for a moment and just pray for each other. Pray for Linda and also pray for Jim and Pam. And to pray for our church as we look forward to the future. We can get through this. God is for us. He'll get us through it. We'll make it through it. Beloved, we'll, we will get through this together because God is with us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, that you're a gracious God, that you give us all things. You give us comfort. You give us the understanding that you've led us through dark times before, and you'll lead us through these valleys now, that you will be our great God and our shepherd. Father, I do pray that you bring healing to the body of Pam, Linda, and Jim. Father, I pray that, dear Lord, you be kind and gracious to them. They'll see your hand of mercy upon them. Father, I pray for our nation. I pray for revival. I pray for an awakening to happen. I pray for our area as COVID is among us, that, Father, that we will trust you and that your, your your grace and your kindness will be upon us. We do pray that, dear Lord, you help us as a church know that you will not left us nor forsaken us, that you have got, got us here for a purpose. And Father, let us love on each other during this time of uh, trials. Father, we, we trust you. We know that you have the big tapestry, and we know that we can lean in on you during these times, that we uh, need to just know that you're faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, beloved church, what we're looking at the next few weeks is this. Our target date to reopen is going to try to look at next Wednesday. Uh, not not tonight, but next Wednesday, unless something happens. So far, we've been real fortunate. No one has had COVID that has been here on campus uh, since uh, Jim and uh, was on campus as well. And no one in our uh, main staff or anyone who has been serving in capacity of coming here and worshiping out on campus. And so that's a good sign for us that we've been really uh, smart and, and cautious in what we're doing. What I also want you to understand is that we take each week and look at it. We don't think try to take any side of the issue and, and say we need to go this direction, that direction. We just try to pray and ask God what is best for our church every particular week. So we're going to try to shoot for next Wednesday, unless something happens between now and next Wednesday, and we'll keep you informed on that. And then we're going to try to shoot for the next um, Sunday, uh, not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday, to be able to come back to church for those that wants to, to worship here on campus, as well as continue to keep our live streams and also our small group studies. We might implement some other procedures as far as coming back on campus because of COVID being among us now and that might make it a little bit more safe than it, than it has been before. We're going to try to look at all options for that. We have cleaned the facility from top to bottom, and we also know that the time we look at getting back here will be over the 14-day allotment. We'll be moving into nearly three, you know, two and a half weeks at that time. So this could be a, a COVID-free environment. We love you. Uh, I just want to tell you, I'm continuing praying for you. God bless you. Have a great and wonderful week. Hope to see you soon.
God bless.